there was a wise teacher who wanted to teach a lesson to his young pupils. So in a table in front of him, he placed a big glass jar. And he started filling it up with large rocks, one after the other, and he filled it all the way to the top. And he asked the students a question. Is this jar full? And they all said yes. Then from under the table, he pulled out some gravel and he started filling the spaces that were around the big rocks. And he filled the gravel all the way. And then he asked the students, is this jar full? Well, the majority of them said yes, and some were unsure. So he pulled from under his table a bucket of sand. And now he again starts filling the jar with sand. And he's able to fill all the sand into that jar. And he asks a question, is it full now? By this time, none of the students want to answer. One of the students finds the courage and says, probably not. And the teacher says, yes, you're exactly right. So he grabbed a pitcher of water that was nearby and he starts pouring it into the jar. And then he asks the students a question. Would I have gotten these big rocks in if I started first with the water, then the sand, and then the gravel? Well, the answer is no. So these large rocks represent, he's telling the students, what is important. As a disciple of Christ, as a spiritual person, we got to ask ourselves, what is important? In today's Gospel, we hear about Jesus, um, which is actually a continuation from last Sunday's Gospel. If you remember last Sunday's Gospel, he enters the synagogue and he encounters a man with an unclean spirit. And he drives out the demon. And the Gospel begins from there and kind of says he, he does his work in the synagogue, but he now goes um, to the house of Simon Peter, which is not too far away. You know, I, I had an opportunity uh, to visit the Holy Land a couple of years back, and it's, it's, it's really close. So he enters in and he's told that the mother-in-law is sick with fever. He, he cures the mother-in-law. And immediately after that, everybody in the town uh, get to know about it. And they start bringing people who are ill, who are possessed. And he spends the whole day healing. Jesus had a busy day. He was tired at the end. And then what does he do? Well, he goes, rests. And then we hear in the gospel that he wakes up early in the morning even before sunrise. During Jewish time, people used to go to bed, I mean, used to rise at sunrise and go to bed at sunset. You know, the light determined 
uh, how they uh, followed the sleep schedule. But Jesus was intentional. He wanted to do what he was doing before anybody else could um, want his attention. And what does he do? He goes to pray. And it's important to ask ourselves the question, like, how does Jesus pray? What is Jesus pray? Like, how does he do it? When? Early in the morning, right? Some of us will, will attest by that, you know, early in the morning, it's good to get things out of the way. Um, you know, because as the day comes by, things get busy, we think we will do things, and one thing after the other, and soon but later we're tired, we forget. So early in the morning, you know, Jesus' advice. Where? He goes to a deserted place. He goes finding silence and solitude. We live in a noisy world. You know, there is just noise, not like, you know, audio, but, but it's like there's a lot of noise. Um, our phones, uh, you know, all gadgets, everything kind of calling us for the attention constantly. But we have to be able to find that place of quiet, of quietude, um, that sacred space where there is silence. And then why does he go? Because Jesus understood that all the power that he had to heal came from somewhere. It came from his heavenly Father. And he had to go and get himself replenished by a conversation, by an encounter with the Father. That's where he gets the power. So he goes to the Father. Where do we go to when we are replenished and weak and tired? And what does he share with the Father? I believe, I mean, the Gospel does not say it, but, you know, as a uh, obedient son, uh, uh, he must be sharing everything that he went through. I mean, the day, the beautiful day that he had, where he was healing all these people, he just began his ministry, he was sharing that. And, and also, you know, when we go into prayer, we, we can also share with our, with our Heavenly Father the things that are not going right, the things that I'm not doing right. Because the Heavenly Father would like to know that. We hear in the Gospel, but when you pray, go into your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. So we... We can say, oh, I don't have the space, the space of silence, but, but there's that inner room of our hearts. We're being invited to go there. No matter where we are, we can always find that inner room um, to reach out and encounter the Father. So then that brings us to an important question. Jesus did this daily. You read the Gospel, he's constantly going you know, to a deserted place and prayer. So we struggle with daily prayer. We can say we don't have the time, I'm too tired, I forget, you know, these are some of the excuses. Um, you know, there are other things that, you know, good things that, you know, demand my attention, studies, work, um, distractions like phone and TV and games and Netflix and whatnot is, is, is available today. But in the midst of all of these things, we, we go back and say, what are those big rocks in my life? Why do I give attention to those little things 
that end of the day don't matter. Why can't I put those big rocks first into that glass jar? Somebody um, said, I mean, kind of, you know, encountering this question, there was a priest who said that when people say that I don't have time, it is not a time issue. He said it is a faith issue. What he was basically saying, essentially, if we think that something is valuable, that something can change us and help us, we will do it. We will find the time to do it. The issue, the reason that we don't do it is we believe that, you know, prayer does not work. It's not worth it. You know, God cannot fight my battles. We remember in the Old Testament the story when Moses is leading the people to the promised land. You know, they're following Moses, but then after a little while they start doubting and complaining. Um, and Moses says something to the people. This is Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. He says, Do not fear, stand your ground, and see the victory of the Lord will win for you today. For these Egyptians, this is a big army that is you know, coming after them, they had just come out of slavery. For these Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to keep still. Do we keep still? Do we stand still? Well, when we stand still, we think that we are losing. We think that we will lose. We don't trust God. We don't truly believe that prayer works. If I give my five minutes, my 10 minutes, my 20 minutes, my one hour, I'm going to lose. But Exodus chapter 14 tells that you will win. So Jesus is in deep prayer and all of deep contemplation and then Simon Peter comes in and he says, everybody is looking for you. You know, you're becoming famous, like, you know, people are coming after you. This is what, I mean, we just started a ministry and everything is working. Let's, let's go. And what does Jesus say? He says, no. You've got to move on. You've got to go to the next town. You've got to go preach. And he's able to say that no, because he has been saying yes to the Father. So we can say no to things only when we say yes continuously to the Father. Somebody said we have we have a thousand four hundred and forty minutes in a day, and fifteen minutes in a day make 1% of the day, right? So if you're being invited to daily prayer to give uh, 15 minutes or maybe five minutes, is less than 1% of your day. Why is it difficult for us to give less than 1% of the day to God? So what is important? What are those big rocks? What is the most important thing for me as a disciple of Christ? And it has to be my relationship with God. It has to be daily prayer. That has to be that big rock that I have to put in first into the chart when I begin my day. And then everything else can go in. Mother Teresa um, said something, and she has many beautiful quotes. 
But she said something that could be relevant today, you know, as we reflect on this gospel. She said, if you are too busy to pray, then you are too busy. And, uh, you know, there's an acronym for busy. I don't know if you've encountered this. Um, I don't know who coined this, but it says, being under Satan's yoke, right? So, so if, so let's look at what mother, if you are too busy to pray, then you are too busy, right? So let us ask ourselves, when you're getting too busy, maybe I need to take that few minute break, go to the Father during the day. Um, do my daily prayer, put in those big rocks so that I could fit in the other things. So let us ask, um, as we prepare to receive this Eucharist, um, receive Christ, um, that, that we may truly understand what is important and we may be able to give that time to God for his glory.